0: Osiris. Count to three. Come with me, and you'll be in a
1: world of. Do re mi fa sol la ti do.
0: You have found Daniel Donato's lost highway.
2: Yeah! That lost highway. Friends, Welcome back to the Lost Highway podcast, the podcast of all things cosmic country. I am coming to you here today, less than 48 hours after what was a cosmic odyssey of 17 shows in 17 days on the 2022 spring tour. We're doing over 140 shows this year. We're knocking it out show by show. Um, We went all around the Northeast, really. Uh, We had a peak experience of five shows in three days that started with two shows in New York. uh, One at Relics, one at Rockwood Music Hall, stage three, where my jacket caught on fire uh, in the middle of a show through some Nag Champa incense on a new song called Southbound, which we just have a new 4K HDR video up of on YouTube, on on my YouTube channel. Then we had two shows in Asbury Park, Uh, One at the Transparent Gallery, which is... um, Transparent Clinch Gallery, which is Danny Clinch's gallery. I have a podcast with him coming up soon. And then we had a legendary show at the Asbury Saint. Uh, This was an oversold-out show, turning people away at the door. And it was an evening of absolute immaculate frequencies. Someone came up to me after the show was over and showed me on their Amazon Halo, which is just like Amazon's version of the Fitbit, that they burned close to 200 calories... Uh, dancing at our show just immaculate and then uh, we had a show in stanhope new jersey which was really um long and strange in that grateful dead way uh stanhope is an insanely historical town one of the first towns in america and the stanhope house itself was lord stanhope's house uh, he got a ki- he got a grant from the king of England at the time. I guess he was buddies with him to build the house when he came and bought the whole town uh, right after this uh, beautiful country was founded uh, about 14 years after. And that building still stands today. And legends like Stevie Ray Vaughan, Derek Trucks, Jerry Garcia, uh, Muddy Waters, BB King. Uh, have played there and and numerous others. I think Cosmic Country has has now raised the frequency level at that establishment. And there is just, there's too much to unpack there. And we're going to have a Cosmic Companion episode with uh, everyone in the crew and Van coming up uh, here into the studio soon before uh, we head on the next tour uh, to recap on it all so we can share the experience with you. Before we dive into today's episode, I, I wanted to share with you a quote from Seneca that I love, which is, life is very short and anxious, uh, for those who forget the past, neglect the present and fear the future. Life is very short and anxious for those who forget the past, neglect the present and fear the future. Time is a very interesting thing um, because it is relative not only to everybody, but to also to who you are at that specific place in space and time. When you are hungry, the day moves differently. When you are tired, the day moves differently. When you are excited about something, the day moves differently. When you are playing music, the day moves differently, or the night. This is a very strange concept. And and so what I would like to uh, give to you as a thought with this, my my fellow listener and, and friend, is that this too shall pass, and that time in itself is rather relative and full of all kinds of plasticity. So if you really are trying to get rational with time and you aim to feel better with your relationship with time, let it go and be present. By letting go, because otherwise you're letting go or being dragged, as Terrence McKenna says, you are humbly placed with all the power of the cosmos in your mind, spirit, and soul when you are in the present. And that is when you let go. That's easier said than done. And I, I don't believe it is a Western... A big boom event of oh, all of a sudden on May 2nd, 2022 or whatever day you listen to this podcast that you let go and then you're forever letting go. I think it is a practice and it's a reminder to let go, to surrender to the flow and to be in the present moment. Everything you've ever had and or experienced has been in the present. Even when you are thinking of a future event or a past event, it is only meaningful because it is affecting the present moment. All you ever had and ever will have is the present. And the why do we call presence present? Like why do we why do we do that? There's no bigger present than the present moment. It is full of all the it's full of all the positive and all the negative you could ever need. And trust me, you do need that negative. You do need to remind yourself that you might sometimes have a chip on your shoulder and that it is worth standing up with your shoulders straight and taking it in this world. Or sometimes you might need that positive energy to just breathe in. Notice I did two inhales, one exhale. That's the old Andrew Huberman approach. I already feel more calm doing that. That's a positive thing that you can do to bring yourself back into the present. I would would suggest that if you find yourself anywhere, try to find yourself in the present moment and live in that present moment. Patience, persistence, positivity. Maybe not all three of them, maybe just one, maybe just two. Life is very short and anxious for those who forget the past, neglect the present, and fear the future. Seneca, I love that. We've recorded a new Cosmic Country single. We're going to be recording a record as the year goes on. We're going to be touring as the year goes on. We have Bonnaroo. We have Peach Fest. Uh, We have a whole tour lined up with the Kitchen Dwellers, October and November, who are going to be the guests on this upcoming podcast, and I cannot wait to share with you guys this conversation with them. Here in 2022, we find ourselves in an amazing renaissance of American music being appreciated at a very popular scale. Um, I think Billy Strings is a phenomenal force that is involved in this movement. Green Sky Bluegrass, String Cheese Incident, and it all harkens back to the great man who opened up this universe for us all, which was Jerry Garcia and his companions in The Grateful Dead and many other projects. And someone I've been able to encounter on this uh, tree of life as the Cosmic Country journey unveils is The Kitchen Dwellers. This band is... By far, one of the best live bands I've ever had the experience to not only play with, but to just watch on a nightly basis. In the 15 years that I've been playing music and going to see music, almost on a nightly basis, (laughs) they are just profound. They're prolific, they're consistent, and they are constantly inspired. Whether they are inspired through the muse or just through their discipline to attain the vision of what is their highest potential for themselves, they show up and they get it done. And it's beautifully magical. Every time I see them play, we were on tour with them for, I think, two weeks back in January, and we had wrapped up a tour in Austin and in our very crowded Airbnb with the entire Cosmic Country true, crew, uh, Swain and Torrin came over. We cooked breakfast. We had some venison and we talked about life. We talked about touring. We talked about their new record, Wise, Wise River, which is now out. And um, there was a bunch of shirtless men in the background cooking bacon for some very random reason throughout the intro of this podcast. So if you hear any of that ambient noise, that is everyone in the band and the crew um, cooking bacon with their shirts on. And I don't know why that was happening. I present to you the one and only Kitchen Dwellers with Swain and Torin Daniels
1: fish loves dicks or love dicks or whatever oh and that's for the clit thing and then so the girls they, yeah they all they all have these shirts that say clit sporting goods on it which is hilarious <laughs> that's right and they used to wear them to our shows they all the time the and that's how we figured out who right? they were like what are the things <laughs> like yeah, what's up with those girls that keep all wearing the, the clit sporting goods shirts that come keep coming to our shows and then uh, someone showed us that they had uh, Instagram and of I was like oh do. of course you guys are hilarious right yeah
2: they're aware of how...
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, they're yeah, they're great. And they're also from... Uh, at least a couple of them, I think, live in Telluride, which Swain, Swain's from Telluride, so... I've
2: never been to Telluride.
1: It's awesome. Yeah.
2: So Have cool. Have you played Telluride?
1: We've played... We played, like, some late-night stuff there before um, for the Bluegrass Festival. We played there just on tour before at the Sheridan Opera House, which is, like, an old old opera house that's been there since, like, the 1800s when it was first established, I think, when it was, like, a mining town. But for the Bluegrass Festival, we've only done, like, unofficial late nights where we've just showed up and played in town. But then they have, like... There's yeah, like actual the late for nights hours. for the festival okay. that's called Nightgrass, which we haven't actually done. But this year is our first year actually playing mm-hmm. the festival. We so played the band competition nice. before. And like, if you win that band competition, they give you a slot at the festival the next year. And the closest we got was second one year. You got, we got second place? Yeah, we got second to uh, our, our friends, Troutstick Trout St. Revival. Uh, Which is like Great I don't know this guy Uh, they live in Colorado Yeah Uh, They're a Colorado Bluegrass band They're super good Um, Awesome song Yeah But they uh, It's funny Because there's like uh, In the Bluegrass scene There's like these bands That go That's all they do Is they do those uh, Band concerts Yeah
2: It's
0: It's the only Genre that has this culture, I feel like. Yeah,
1: so they're like, there's some certain bands that will just travel the country all summer long and go to these festivals and try to win these band competitions at Bluegrass Fest instead of just playing, trying to play a, a festival or whatever. And um, so there was all these bands there that were like just there to basically to compete, not necessarily to like enjoy the festival How does that work? or go. How I hear
2: you? It's
1: Stressful. Weird. It's, it's like, because super- it's like you never think of music as a competition, do you? Like t- that doesn't ever occur to you, We right? were
2: joking about it yesterday where I was yeah. like, you don't necessarily, we were talking about Tom Brady, how he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. retiring. It's yeah.
0: Like, He'll be back. He's going to be Brett Favre it. two years. He's going to be back playing, playing, playing for the Patriots.
2: You <laughs> <laughs> called it, yeah. yeah I mean, seriously, come on, who, yeah. are,
0: we, who, are, we, who are we? And getting? it's
2: like, what a champion. And it's like, it's a very linear way to define championship within athletics. Yeah. But within music, it's like, it's very non-linear. Uh, yeah. It's like, you could yeah. never yeah, be yeah, successful yeah. in like the domain of popular music oh, right. and then just That'd be end. entirely realized and successful yeah <laughs> and just like totally. go and tour it's like football's not like that either you win or you fucking lose yeah, yeah. it's like music's not like that and we're yeah totally no music. no Let's one's. To win this show at the far out loud yeah <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> even process like, yeah yeah like, it
1: doesn't even like yeah come across as that but like toe,
2: would you have my water?
1: like uh like vince Next. herman said uh has told us before he's like he's like yeah he's like Music isn't. He's like music. Music hasn't ever been a competition unless you're a bluegrass band. Because <laughs> he's like cause he's obviously not about that at all. You know he's definitely I mean, all about the inclusiveness of uh,
0: music. It's definitely so one way like, to get a break. Um, but there's like a
1: weird there's like a weird energy fine. with those competition <laughs> companies. But so when we were in telluride that year, and we played. There was like all these other bands that we didn't know that were there. Obviously to compete in there, you know, in, in pretty, like, straight-laced, straight-up bluegrass and, like, we're obviously weird. And, and then, but to, for us to, us and then Trout State to be, like, the last two people standing on the stage when they were, like, announcing the winners, like, getting second place to our friends, it was a like, fucking, you know, awesome. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's great. But, yeah, it's a it's a weird, uh, weird energy in the... I bet. The grass I mean, yeah. I like we there did that for that. a few
0: different festivals. I mean, I think we did a contest at Northwest String Summit. We did one at String Summit. We did one for Delph. Which we also didn't win.
1: <laughs> well, let's just get this out. We
0: did not win any of yeah, the yeah, contests. Yeah,
1: let's, let's just start that. Yeah, well, I don't know what, why did we did it for need? a while. What's that?
2: Like, how long did you get to play? You get up and you play, like, three songs. It's, so
1: there's,
0: like, rules. There's,
2: Three's an amazing <coughs> pattern to be aware of in the universe.
1: Yeah. Like, and I don't know. Yeah, it's like... Everywhere.
2: Everywhere. Chords are made of three. Yeah. You play three songs, here's three tips. And that's like, like
1: what, uh, that's like what Jack White's thing is all about. Yeah, is like third man records and him trying to, re- trying to read, trying to, with the upholstery. Yeah. That's, yeah. Have you
2: heard about what he does on stage with the white stripes back in the day? Uh-uh. He positioned everything within his domain of instruments to be three steps away.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Like guitar
2: picks on stage, three pedals.
0: Right, people, I mean, the series like, of threes goes back them. thousands and thousands cool. of years with humankind, too. I mean, basically all of the, you know, I don't judge anybody for anything that they believe, but all the trinities they use in the Catholic Church are taken from pagan symbols and, and ideals mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of years ago, and they just pushed it forward. So there's, I mean, there's, there's always been a power to it for people. In, in threes, mm-hmm. yeah. So you played three songs, did you do
2: originals? You, that's the thing, you, you. I think they want you to.
0: It's always a fast, traditional instrumental, like a fiddle. Yeah, tape. yeah. They want you to play a fiddle, and tape. then they want you to play a oh fast God. bluegrass song oh, with lyrics. Yeah, um, and then they want you to play a waltz. Yeah, that's generally the rules slow, across the board. Slow,
1: yeah. fast instrumental is like the threes. And, yeah, and I think if you play depending on the competition if you play originals it's bonus points or they can, or it can count <laughs> against you
0: i can't really remember how <laughs> to tell you right <laughs> or if or, yeah
1: or if you're like yeah if your original's too weird or if uh too original <laughs> too original yeah
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes not, original, that's not what they would say oh, yeah, but, yeah. No, but that's, but what that's exactly what, what it is to yeah totally yeah. I mean,
2: it's even like that though it's just like in the world it's like oh yeah of, it's like having, like communicating originality it's like That's no easy feat. But
0: then, yeah, and it's kind of interesting that (laughs) the there's a lot to the that element of that competition that tries tries to squash that. Um, Uh Yet this tradition is still a respected and enjoyed tradition in bluegrass, and I don't think it's going anywhere as far as band contests go. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Do
2: your own? That'd be really crazy.
0: Host (laughs) host our own band competition? (laughs) I I don't know.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
1: okay. I don't know if our egos can take the hit <laughs> <laughs> do you, do
2: you make the
0: rules totally within
2: your own ethos yeah right, like, right. it has to be weird yes it has yeah. has to be, it has really to be well weird really well organized and executed you game.
1: must must use must use alliteration in one of your original songs
2: i <laughs> alliteration is like the one hammer and nail that I just
1: love I use it a lot do you, you use it, try it to a song lot in when yeah. you in your songwriting I don't know if I've ever noticed it in any of your songs like specifically but I know, maybe I just well I just wasn't looking for it but yeah. <laughs> but if it's like how how do you go about it then? do you like do you
2: like um I think it's in the editing thing for me so it's like i'll write something and when, and when it comes out it's like a little bit like a messy kitchen table and then like the next day i'll look at it and just that time duration changed like the way right. mm-hmm. sort of the piece Totally, and that's where like those fine little ideas yeah make more sense like
1: and do you usually shoot for it like is it just like wherever it, it strikes you in the song or do you like usually like in your verses or something like that is where you might use it in the, yeah, yeah verses are the thing. Yeah. yeah yeah, right yeah. right
2: you're like very uh, like your songs are like very like literary heavy like songs and it's like yeah it's like the same yeah it's like yeah I think like having that kind of meter in the way that you go about it totally only if it's natural though
1: totally yeah I think do you always take a day like after you work on on, on some shit and then you do you like like you just said you take a day and then like revisit it mm-hmm. the next day. Yeah, I found that that's like as, since we since like COVID and we started like literally like sitting down and writing a lot of shit together. You know, oh in that studio in that studio, yeah, that studio in was uh, a wild place, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I mean,
2: just where it was. Yeah, it I'm like
1: a cave. I'm glad that you got to come to that yeah, after like New Year's. I'm glad yeah. that you came and hung out at the studio because like that's yeah because that's what. uh when we were talking about uh you interviewing brent cobb for your podcast and that our buddy griff that plays with the Dusty pockets is always with brent cobb and then and that brent cobb had come and recorded a little bit in that studio the like after, like late night yeah the it was like the first version of the world is ending wow got uh just kind of like hashed out in that studio like late night after one of his shows wow yeah yeah which is kind yeah. of wild
2: that kind of blindness of the following of like that that pulse of like let's do it right now yeah i, mean, I love that yeah I feel like you can hear it like, in a very subconscious almost like go yeah. audible mm-hmm. the way there's just a certain thing to the delivery uh huh yeah man yes uh, he played i think that was the version yeah i think that was the one if i'm not mistaken i
1: think he like i think griff said he like he he was like he he'd introduced it to like he introduced it to the band in that studio like they they had never heard it he hadn't like taken the song to the band yet and he was like and he was like let's like let's let's do like a rough recording of this and they and they were like kind of like i don't don't, we've never heard the song before or anything like that and uh, and i think they kind of yeah they think they kind of hashed out like the first first version of it there in that studio
2: branches put out an album he put out that um southern gospel album oh nice they're singing on it it's like very well produced sounds amazing Nice. I'll have to check it out. I haven't heard it yet. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. All check covers, it out. I think.
1: Really? I think all so. like, yeah, like remakes of southern gospel.
2: I think so. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. Because
1: that's what your your new one is all remakes of, of old country, and there's some bluegrass on there too. Yeah. I noticed because you guys did Dar- Darling Corey, Darling Corey, the other night, that, right? Yeah. Yeah and oh why you been gone so long that's like the i I really like your your guys's version of why you've even gone so long that's like because it's been done so many times in the bluegrass community like Like if
2: double time
1: double time or like or like a like a bouncy like and they're like that's how everybody does it all the time and you've heard and if you i feel like if you're bluegrass version you've either picked that in some sort of circle in that exact pentameter um, and style like a billion times mm. and then just having that be like your first single to come out with that with that fucking drum fill like right out the bat is like great that's yeah. awesome yeah. that Love was that. really intentional yeah
2: like, there's like there's a very thin line between bluegrass and country if you go back far enough yes well, like, when it meets yeah. honky tonks it, it just it, the live necessity to like have you don't get paid any money but you need to be a great band. You need to have constant music. It's like the honky tonk thing created that blending, and like that's where like the western swing and all that starts to come alive in this beautiful way. And yeah, like that and
0: that's that's what a <clears> Telluride <throat> bluegrass. It's, it's it's actually definitely called the Telluride bluegrass and country music festival. Oh yeah, country for and sure. western music festival. Yeah, yeah. And on the signs on the inside, that's what it'll tell you, and that's what it used to be um, when it first started was had a more of a yeah
1: who's a, on that one uh western for sure on that one poster your dad has br549 yeah is on that poster yeah you those guys yes i do my, okay my to them all the time
2: oh so your dad listened to that yeah yeah yes for sure my dad listened he turned me on to american beauty led zeppelin box set nice suns and roses and then from the, from there like his whole grunge taste was lost on me
1: oh yeah he's like, into the grunge yeah that's I love that. Turns a big my grunge guy. Sure. Yeah. And like anything anything towards like the heavy or like aggressive way is a lot of, uh, like generally just like the way that I lean in my music taste for whatever reason. But I like growing up definitely listened to like a lot of punk and played drums to punk rock and like and like all my friends were in metal bands and Swain was in a metal band <laughs> yeah. when he was growing up. Yeah. Yeah, in high school
0: Played the bass, which is essentially just the mandolin flipped in verse, you know. So, um, a lot of those things what cross was it also disturbed the peace? Yeah, fuck
2: yes, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> up a really, in a really
0: small town. I graduated with like 36 other people or kids, I guess. 36? Yeah, so uh, and then two of the kids who were in this band with me, um, were in some like pretty devout Christian families and like they're. <laughs> 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 Their moms got like real upset. one time, And we had this like local show, you know, we'd like, I remember how we did it. Somehow I like, got a, I don't know, when you're kids in high school, you somehow just like get a, a gig at a local theater every once in a while. Some part of something. I don't really remember how.
2: It is real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right.
0: You know, it just happens. And you're like, all the kids from high school go to your show and it's a big deal. But they almost, they like tried to cancel our show because we had like, we had a devil on the poster or something and uh oh no you know what it was uh, the kid who was the singer in the band got got interviewed and uh he just he said some really hilariously ridiculous stuff in the interview <laughs> in the little <laughs> local newspaper really about like because you were like trying to scare parents or something, it was like, like, like ninth grade, grade oh, okay, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to scare parents and stuff and gosh i would have to like my dad showed me the article pretty recently. That's it's so amazing. funny. Your dad has
1: the article? Yeah. He, oh, we got to find it when we go. It's so home. funny. He was just summer. laughing. He was
0: laughing at it. And I uh, love finding that shit. I actually you have got a, to play the show, I think. I have
1: a, I have this uh, CD that your mom. Oh, it's
0: a, me. I you a, you a, know, I have a CD. Our our friend, a my friend Carly, show. who's actually from, from Austin here, so she believed. gave it to you. Yeah, oh, that's what yeah, 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 yeah. from yeah, high school yeah, yeah. Gave, it to yeah, gave it to me. Yeah. And and she was working for it, if That, worth, if there that was songs. bullshit. How she did that? Yeah, I remember she, that. She had this, and she knew she knew I didn't know she had this disc, and so she she was working for like a a kind of a some sort of media spot in the town we were in did a little filming thing with her and then she gave torn the cd for my high school band as we were leaving and i didn't even know she I'm was like do you want it, this one you want this and i was CD like or? yes it's, i want this yeah. did
2: you guys have photos
0: oh man yeah i can probably find yeah, yeah, some yeah i bet there's photos. still a myspace there's like oh, a yeah. 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 yeah i remember
2: like all the band photos in high school would just be like go into the woods
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah oh yeah uh-huh. we yeah. still kind of do that we still
1: our newest like our our some of our newest uh Promo shots is definitely some of that shit. This year. <laughs> there's uh, one. There's one where we kind of look like a like a Finnish metal band or something like that. We're <laughs> standing out in the river. <laughs> oh man!
0: Well, that's there's not the right ones. band. There's other bands called that now. Disturb the peace. they I, I don't even know. Several. You know. Is MySpace still a thing? It doesn't really look like it's in the same. I, mean, I don't yeah, think there you can is. go
2: to MySpace. Can you?
0: No, it's like a. It's like something else. Kind of. It seems. I don't know. Like. But can we? Well, just fine. That we'll work on that.
1: Can we just appreciate that how much more of a G Tom was than fucking Mark Zuckerberg? Mark I mean, what Zuckerberg? confidence
0: in that profile yeah, picture? He literally he's just, he just fuck,
1: he's yeah, like, I more. built this shit. You're automatically, you're my friend. Everyone in the world is my friend. And then I'm fucking cashing out, dude. Deuces. See y'all. Yeah, Whereas Mark Zuckerberg is like in his fucking reptilian skin suit, smoking, and mates. he's like trying to build a fascist empire with. Uh, yeah, what with, is Meta? The
2: metaverse. With meta, yeah, the metaverse,
1: dude. The metaverse is like Forget two steps from being. Competition in
2: the metaverse. In, yeah,
1: so yeah, uh, yes, it in, only in the. Metaverse. Correct
0: me if I'm wrong. Is the metaverse you can just kind of like tap out of this world and go into the digital world and hang out with people and you can. Be whatever you want. In you know, there?
2: like like Ray, like Ray Kurzweil.
0: No, I'm not familiar.
2: Like sing like uh, singularity. Okay, yeah. And so it's like, if you look at how much better the experience of virtual things are in the past 20 years. Yeah. Well, right. that that compounds and compresses also at the same time into more growth in smaller periods of time. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so it's exponential growth. So if there were like a yeah that's why there's a curve swooping up it grows into itself yeah right perpetually oh yeah and so imagine a hundred years yeah like you could
0: I mean look what everything else we've done yeah in less than a hundred years from creating the first aircraft we were in space. From the... F- yeah.
1: The, the, no. the, the time difference between the first ever aircraft that flew like whatever, 60 feet off the To the space from, like,
0: shuttle. To the dick-shaped space shuttle that <laughs> Jeff
1: Bezos <laughs> took to the moon did on vacation. 100, 100 years. <laughs> 100 years. Did you have, have
2: to look that much like a dick? That's what I'm wondering. I
1: about. feel like That's it like like was like excessive but very fitting. He is very <laughs> Dr. Evil-like. Yeah, he's I mean, very like... Yeah. He embraces.
2: I think he knows. I, I
1: hope he How does. could he not? I yeah. like
2: him more than Mark Zuckerberg.
1: I do too. I... Th-
2: he seems more of a human than Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah, What yeah, about seems, Elon yeah, Musk? Yeah, he
1: seems more... What about Elon Musk? What's your... What's your oh, I think he's human. Elon Musk. You think I he's think, human?
2: I think he's a I think he's evolutionary...
1: I think he's human because he's so sad its self-loathing. He can't
0: stop cuz he, he can't he, turn his brain off. He's like
1: if you see like the Jeff Rogan interview or any, have you seen that where you, where you, when Jeff Rogan or <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> yes. Uh, <Jeff laughs> Rogan. Yes.
2: yes. That's the most legendary thing I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> Jeff Rogan. Jeff Rogan, it's Jeff Bezos and Joe Rogan, which <laughs> it, which just means that the owner of Amazon can kick your ass, I guess. Okay, <laughs> can
0: you imagine if Bezos Bill like Joe, Joe, Rogan, Bill like Rogan? Joe Rogan, dude. He <laughs> take, like, take over like the Joe world, Rogan. dude. You no. take over the world. Give Jeff Bezos to no Bezos. Just like doing that head, the neck strengthening thing. You see ads for? Yeah, yeah dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, But this, so yeah, the Joe Rogan interview uh, with Elon Musk. He's like the whole thing. You're like, you're like, this is the. the he's like the most, smartest guy in the world. He's like created this empire. And he just sounds like the saddest <laughs> motherfucker the whole time. I don't think he gets a lot of sleep. I can't imagine he does. <laughs> I, I imagine yes. he worries about the the state of the world. I was like I remember that uh, he asked him if he switch, could turn which, off his which brain. Lead me to believe that he is human, even though his uh, daughter with uh, Grimes is whatever the, the Grimes sim- just got her nipples sim- removed. Nipples removed. Yeah,
2: she's trying to commit to this. Uh, This is something I read on Instagram. I don't know. (laughs) All right,
1: so this is, yeah. That's the news. You showed
2: it to me, Toe, right? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) It was either Toe or it was Space Dog. And it was her, like, she's, like, trying to commit to, like, an alien. Androgyny kind of? I think it's alien. Really? That's what the verbiage was alien.
1: Have you seen, complex news or something. Are you familiar with the Black Alien Project on Instagram? No so it's what? this guy I just like found this on Instagram uh, I really don't have an excuse I was just scrolling and sometimes it takes some, you a weird saw portion. some weird shit and just like dove into it, do you fully. Try, is
2: it and you're in the band are you scrolling um yes
1: <laughs> sometimes a lot of time I'm sleeping me too. Um, yeah. I've been trying to get better about reading instead of
0: scrolling reading puts me right to sleep but I, too. I, I do all the no, I, I do all nothing. the social
1: media for the band so like at a certain point I am definitely scrolling
0: but I'm trying That's not it.
1: to. I'm, yeah. You kill it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Likewise. Likewise. Right. Uh, but I feel, yeah, like it's it's such a, I feel like it's such a pivotal part of like what we do have to do with <laughs> a band. Yeah. Like uh, any band, you know, has to do that all the time. It's a community. It's and a community. I feel like once I like, now once I like accomplish my thing for the day, I try to just like check right. out of it. Because it's right. the whole, this whole like past couple of years of pandemic has been like, Everyone is on social media all the time because there's nothing yeah, else to do. It's exhausting. And now it's just a fucking nightmare, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you know. It's so electric. It is, and like, yeah, I feel like uh, people spend too much time in their phones so angry. now, for he sure. And they so get yeah, it's so stuck in the in their bubble.
0: Yeah. Well, you can say whatever you want to somebody on the internet, and you know they're not going to physically walk over to you and front you back about it. Right so your face, yeah. But man, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I. A couple of years ago, I ended up just deleting the app for Facebook off my phone. Yeah. And what a difference did that make. But I, I, did, I had the luxury to be able to do that as a, was in a torrent position where the element of convenience and having that app when you're doing that for your job is is important. But man, it makes such a difference yeah. just in the amount I used it. Oh, yeah,
1: for sure. That's what Joe does. Yeah, Joe's deleted his apps, his social media app God, off of his phone. And he, just, and, he, and he just accesses it via his computer when he's uh at at home like you know joe funk he couldn't
2: have done anything else with his life no that's how that was uh that was actually our
1: that was like our uh kind of our like slogan for a while or like the joke the running joke on stage forever when like our first like few years as a band was like
2: when did you hmm. start when did you start like touring
1: uh
0: touring
1: would have been like 16 or 15 yeah like six or seven years ago we've been a band for like 11 but a lot of that was just being in college and sort of just playing house parties and bars and stuff like that and and uh we didn't really start touring um in any sort of capacity until yeah six or seven years ago so yeah a lot of it yeah it just happened to be that we were all living in the same town and managed to keep it all together through through college and uh, and decided we wanted to keep it going so mm. but yeah organic
0: yes yeah
1: it's definitely wow,
2: there's not a lot of bands that do that like the,
1: I feel like that's the thing Like that's like and the thing that it's everyone says is like college bands don't make it They're, everyone's like college bands don't make it out of college They no one gets all the way through college and, right. and ends up being the same person that they were when they got there you know
2: well I, that's the thing about I'm noticing about relationship it's like especially with yourself like um just like you and yourself like the amount of consistency and commitment you can have through change because that's an inevitable thing like totally that's what constitutes like a, a group that you yeah can change together I mean we've uh because change is an inevitable like line that you're always following
0: we we've had quite a fair amount of adapt to adapting to change in this band over you know it's it's the four of us right now and we've had max what for seven years
1: yeah basically when max joined the band we, uh when max decided to join the band we became a lot better band very quickly <laughs> yeah <and laughs> max, there's, brings, max brings it there's yeah. been
0: you know there was another guy who played guitar before max and then there was a couple of fiddle players who made their way in and out of the band and none of it really none worked really and like
1: stuck or like gelled this as...
0: there was some more difficult times right. and right so, um, we just kind of I don't even know really what drove us to stick together through some of it
2: did you ever lose did you ever lose people through wanting to take it too seriously uh, and really commit to being that
0: type we of almost guy? lost Max that way he kept saying the first year he was in the band he kept saying he wasn't going to tour and we needed to find another guy and we were like yeah okay, like we'll you keep
2: tour this. all the time and your arrangements are just like <laughs> incredibly complex and tight
0: yeah and well, it's thank like, you. that's
2: a high standard and it's like I'm realizing that gee, with, with my guys here, it's like you know not everyone is that person no
1: not mm-hmm. everyone wants to commit to yeah thinking that seriously about
2: to make the music that real
1: yes for sure and i think actually we did um our first fiddle player oh yeah um, right. tyler schultz who's a great dude a great musician he actually uh, grew up with max regardless too. he went to He actually grew up with max in crystal lake they yeah. went to the same high school together and they played playing music together since they were like 15 or whatever right, right. and uh well. And so Tyler ended up being our first fiddle player which he didn't even play fiddle really. He's He's just like like, he's he's just really good at all instruments.
0: Like he's probably one of the most monumental musicians we know personally. Yeah, in Montana. And he
1: he just like crushes it. But so he played fiddle with us and like kind of toured a little bit out of state for a little bit and then eventually he was just like he was just like you know, I just don't he's like, I just don't enjoy mm-hmm. traveling or touring that much right. seriously as a job. And I think I wanna stay around Montana and kinda of like develop this as like my home. Mm-hmm. And and that was like he was like very upfront about it and was just like I just don't I'm just not really comfortable yeah with touring that much mm-hmm. and and we're like, Yeah, man, that's totally totally fine. That's totally reasonable and he was like, I just don't think I'm just don't think I'm that guy. Uh, so we have we have lots. That's uh, right. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't because he didn't take the music seriously. Because he definitely did. And he was very good at it. But uh, it was just because of the yeah. the He's seriousness probably the music of,
0: more seriously than us at the time. Yeah.
1: The seriousness of the uh, oh, the touring so. right. uh, schedule and and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. The, the
0: and things were today. really loose back then. True. Yeah. Things were really loose back then. <laughs> we, we were, were kind of just calling places, booking gigs, showing up, showing up, places. calling them the day of the gig. <laughs> we were like when should we get down there <laughs> yeah 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 that's how yes. you gotta do it yeah. yeah
2: that's the start of any hero's journey too it's always like it's it's usually it exists like on both poles of polarity or sides of it rather where it's like an incredibly virtuosic arrival to the scene yes like in a hercules like harry potter way totally, totally where you have the scar and you're the you're the thing or where it's like sipping that way for me and it sounds like you guys just at the fucking ground level. Oh Where yeah, it's like, yes. Yeah, man.
0: I mean, we, not to say I still- that?
2: There's something so character-building about that. I mean, yeah, it, it the is. Music. You can hear it in the,
0: the tones. Yeah. I mean, That's I think we didn't really know how to play our instruments super well when we got together. Yeah, we did, so we do have, yeah, we did um, have so we that. we learned like, together, and I think that helped develop a yeah. very unique style. Cause like, you
1: kinda like grew up, you know, like you started playing at Roberts when you were like, Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. And that's kind of like, that's, I feel like that's kind of the standard for a lot of musicians in our genre, like both of our genres, specifically like country and bluegrass. Like a lot of people just like kind of grew up playing the music. And even that's, even 16 is like a kind of a late time to start. Like a lot of bluegrass musicians we know have been playing the fucking banjo or the fiddle since they were like eight. Yeah. You know? Right. And, and they were in like family bands growing up, and like yeah. they went on tour as a family band when yep. they were like in middle school, yep. and like, and then we came came yes. along, and like I joined the band because like I just happened to own a banjo. It, yeah, he, he was just, like,
2: <laughs> <the kitchen laughs> already a band." No, no,
1: we no. no, was I,
0: like, uh, was "Torn and I sat down next to each other on like the first day of college on his freshman year, my sophomore year. Wow, the first class was like a what long- college? Montana in, Montana in Montana in, in Bozeman,
1: where we live
2: Did you graduate?"
0: I did,
1: yes. No. What class was it? It was Land Resources 101. 101. Yeah. And I sat down, and there was this other kid that we knew. Well, we ended up being friends with, but I sat down, and he was a lot older, and I, like, looked at him, (laughs) and I'd, like, just moved to Bozeman, and I was, like, just everyone just moves to Bozeman to ski for for college, basically. You know, like, it's just, like, world-class skiing, and everyone just wants to ski all the time. And so I sat down, and I was, like, a freshman, and I was, like, sat down with this kid and he's like hey man i was like hey man do you ski and he just goes ah, yeah and so i immediately got the impression that he was already tired of me and so i turned the other way and since wayne was sitting on the other side of me and i was like what's up dude <laughs> and uh wow. and, and we yeah. started talking about bluegrass and yonder and um
2: you turned me on to Jeff Austin. Yes,
1: yeah, which is like a big pivotal part of a lot of uh, bluegrass bands in our age group, anyways. Like getting started, I feel like Yonder was many people's introduction to yeah, very bluegrass important and jamgrass world. They
0: what? they did um, they did something for the genre that I mean, a lot of bands have very important parts of what they've done for this genre and its progression, but but Yonder seemed to. Man, they really did some unique. Being the string band, the four-piece string band without the drums and without any electric guitars or anything, they like really brought the bluegrass thing to a pretty rocking level that I don't think anybody else had seen in the two thousands. You know? Yeah,
1: that's like what all the bands like Green Sky and the Dusters and everybody like that nowadays. It's like they're huge, but that. that's the first thing that a lot of those musicians will tell you when you talk to them and is there like you all well, yonder showed us how to do it. Mm. And they're like, yonder was yeah. the first we're on your mountain street. Man was the first band that showed people, Hey, bluegrass musicians can tour in a tour bus and they can play theaters, big ass theaters and arenas. And they can play the fucking democratic national convention if they want to. Um, and it, that hadn't that, that like had never happened. In as as far as like bluegrass music as a whole, I feel like Yonder brought it, they brought you know this new level of popularity to the music in the, like late '90s,
0: early 2000s.
2: That's a real thing. It oh is yeah. A real thing. yeah,
0: yeah, it's palpable. I mean, culture. Yeah, which, like,
2: the culture and community is the LCD of that. It's like that's why, right? It's like obviously the music's that too, but like those are the two fuels. I like, I think like, and it's like I like seeing the patterns of things like yeah and it's like this existence is composed of so many patterns like you're talking about three it's like what they did like the music had to be there but then like the community and the culture yes that makes that like totally scale and it's like if the music is like i think it's like a plant like if it's in the right soil and it's seeded and has the right systems beneath it the mycelium yeah uh yes it's like all of the roots are there it's like then that's where something like that happens and
0: I mean, there's been so many legends off. that, and
2: it never stops. Well, helped
0: grow like. that too, you know. And it seemed like every ten years or so, through the bluegrass and jam world, somebody kind of phenomenal would show up. And then, you know, I feel like it started with, you know, Sam Bush and those guys. Who's seventy? Is so taking Station things. Station. Up. Yeah. <laughs> it
2: was just like
1: yeah. Especially <laughs> trade now. That now, just now the trade. Now it's like older, a little Dre. Yeah. Gray, yeah. He's, yeah. Still, he's starting to look more like. They Sam both
0: West. love headbanging.
1: Yeah, they'd that's both. what it was yeah. like. Even
2: the body language and like the frailness. Yeah,
0: <laughs> just a t-shirt.
1: Yeah, the skinny guy thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean,
0: yep. but, like you know, it started with Newgrass Revival. They were like, "We're gonna make a rock and roll bluegrass music video that if you muted it and turned on Aerosmith, Aerosmith, you could it would <laughs> probably <laughs> probably look like it's <laughs> saying it's great. It's for is that for Can't Stop? Can't now? stop
1: now. Yeah, they're in like a factory that just then, make sparks or something and they, Since,
0: they're
2: doing it consciously they're kind of fucking with it oh, oh, oh yeah rock yeah, and roll sure,
1: they're, they're fucking rocking out in yeah. the 80s wow.
0: and, and then you know late and, Lisa, and then the, the Leftover Salmon shit. came around at the end of the 80s non-ironically yes and Leftover Salmon did they kind of created their version they called Polyethnic Cajun Slamgrass and you know between Vince Herman and Dremit and Mark Van, they just they also created a whole new sound and I think, I think they, they like bringing the drums in, adding some electric guitar. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they, like, they, yeah, and just the element of just beautiful chaos that those guys.
2: Right. That's what Carl they it it permeates through. through
0: the yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and leftover salmon, uh, they kind of are able to harness that and release it upon an audience, yeah, and it's but, pretty <laughs> phenomenal. They've been doing it since nineteen eighty nine, and it's, it's pretty been awesome for a long time. Oh my god. Yeah, they're. Uh, Leftover Sam, yeah. I mean, gosh, you can't can't talk about anybody being important without talking about them. Yes, this wow. nice world too, so.
2: 1989.
0: Yeah. yeah, they've been at
1: it.
2: That's a long time. It's
1: a know? long time. That's uh, yeah. Many many iterations of the band, and yeah, many many changes for sure. But they like yeah. I feel like they like they like showed. Uh, I feel like they they like you know had this sort of revival where they showed uh, a lot of people that you could add you know drums and keys and electric guitar and just play and you didn't have to play straight bluegrass or whatever you yeah. could just play whatever fucking rocked yeah. and then like and then I feel like Yonder sort of built upon that whole ethos um, as like the they, I feel like they always uh, one member of the band was always quoted saying that, that they were the bastard sons of bluegrass because like Yonder, yeah, just I came out it's like of the like, country. You know, like yeah, it's yeah, insane. and they're like not traditional, and they didn't get professionally trained, and they didn't, you know, didn't grow up playing that. Yeah, up. yeah, you know, they didn't grow up playing those instruments, and and I feel like that's I feel like that is why our world exists how it does today. Like wow. in, yeah. our, the bands that we are, in, you know, our band and bands that we're friends with, and they really Philly broke strings a and, barrier. And you know, the yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like that's why all those things are about nowadays. For sure.
2: It's like right when rock music went that way too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. It's like even then. It's like what. Like that's like what the culture was at the time. That's how people were. Yeah. Yes it's like the 90s like that's when things started compressing and getting less complex and less vain and just more real more human yeah grunge Grunge, that's the word
1: like the antithesis of of 80s hair metal (laughs) was grunge (laughs)
2: big money yeah you're not those people because you're not that beautiful yes sing that well and play that fast yep yeah
1: and then along came all these fucking flannel wearing nerds that just didn't <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yes and that just wanted to play fucking sad chords in the rain and uh now it yeah I mean they can't help it Seattle's rainy yeah Seattle's rainy as fuck <laughs> miserable place <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a friend of mine that's in business in New York you don't like
2: Seattle and he's like he, he, he was like you he, if you were he's like he like runs like all these businesses and it's like, he was like, no, you want, you want employees in Seattle. Musicians can't live there. I'm like why? <laughs> He's like, well, everyone, there's no sun outside, so you can make people work longer hours. Sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: He, yes. Yeah. You can yeah, start yourself a tech company pretty easily up there.
2: Yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, that's the thing. I, I really envy about Montana. I really do. Cause you're, it's really just you and the universe out there potentially.
0: Yes, you can make it that way. You can definitely make it to. that way. So you're going it going is back to achievable. Your, uh, one mile or per one person per square mile is the population density That's of huge. the state. Now that is That's a skewed to way to look at it. Most of the people live between three cities. Sure, you can call them cities if you want. <laughs> that is for sure city. It's getting there, man. It's a big it's, sushi. Yes. Dave Sushi. Dave Sushi.
2: That guy has a complete monopoly. Yes. Just, yeah, he's got that. a corner on the market. When I went in there, I couldn't help but think of the Kirby Enthusiasm, like spite. Oh, yeah. Spite story. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, and I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I, he,
2: is, he was it's just exactly how everyone it is. know. Like, he had. Thirty-five fucking years of the best. Oh yeah, yeah. It's all
0: around the fucking whole restaurant. He's with fans and his yes. family. It's like
2: he's a winner. Oh yeah, he, he is Tom a fucking Brady winner. Sushi
0: and- yeah, yes. I mean, he's got some deal with Alaskan Airlines. They fly and fish every single day.
1: Yes. Uh, oh, does the he fly and fish every
0: day. Yeah. Yes. Um, the let's
1: see, we've played shows in San Diego before, and had people come up to us and be like. You guys are from Bozeman, and we're, and we're like, yeah. And they're like, do you know Dave? And we're like, Dave who? And they're like, Dave sushi. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and they're I'm like, I didn't know Dave was an actual guy for the longest time. And they're like, <laughs> no. They're mean. like, no. Dave used to live here, and and like, oh. and they're like, and he was like, oh, I see. And he, uh, I see. Already apparently crushed it in uh, in right. the cuisine game, and then decided he was gonna go ahead and bring some bring bomb sushi to
0: Montana. So. Yeah, I mean, you don't think about. I mean, I'm not a sushi guy myself, but I I respect it. Yeah. <laughs> Just I respect the fact that they're out there doing it. Exactly. Right? It's like Hansel <laughs> like and Sting. Po- like yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, as long. as... As it's consensual, I'm okay with people eating sushi. (laughs) As long as you're not forced into eating it, you know, eat it, dude. Um, But you don't think of Montana as a place to get sushi. They'd do pretty good. That was the best sushi I had. I hope we get some, (laughs) or not me, I hope somebody gets some free sushi. This is a nice plug for Dave's right here. Yeah, shout out to Dave's
1: Dave's fucking sushi in Bozeman, Montana. Not like he needs it. No, I don't think he he needs it. He is um, What was your experience when you called? I think
0: he might call us. Oh, yeah, what did did they... (laughs) That was the funniest. That was crazy. They just know I they don't
2: believe I almost think they were probably on edible. I was thinking about it. they were New Year's. they probably eating edibles and just fucked up a little. I mean oh, it's, yeah. it's okay. never time.
0: The
1: the the, uh, the 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 staff at Dave Sushi, at least when like we were in college, we new everyone that worked at Dave's Sushi. I mean sushi, one of the other like widespread panda ended and up, I Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a widespread yeah. panic curl there. I definitely ended up a couple times like going out. To dinner there like on a date night or something with my girlfriend and then by the time we Your get done there now? yeah with skip yeah you've been together yes. that oh man they've been, been together for like seven, eight, years. seven years seven years i think yeah but uh we would like start out with date night and then like a bunch of our friends are like at work at dave's sushi and like eventually by the time we leave dave's sushi it's like two in the morning and the store's been closed and we're doing sake bombs and we're like i gotta get the fuck out of, t- i gotta go home <laughs> so dave's dave's Office, they're awesome they're yeah, great people
2: <laughs> I called them and I we it was at the Elm yeah and it was like the 30th of December and everyone was like dave gotta go to Dave's to get some food yes and I called them I was like hey Kai I'm playing at the Elm I'm wondering I don't know if you guys are busy or anything like that yeah what did you
1: say you're like I'm out of town I'm from out of town
2: and everyone's like, hey, I come here. I was like can I come grab a table and uh and he was like he like laughs. I hear someone like back start laughing. They're like, r- r- "Sure, come on by." And then it was. Then he's like, "No, we're actually fucking booked." Yeah. He's
1: like, "Well, fortunately enough for you, we're fucking booked." <laughs> <laughs> oh right,
2: I forgot about the religion. Yeah. Great <laughs> oh, man. It's <laughs> a great memory. Yes,
1: that's. I remember because
0: I loved it <laughs> when you <laughs> told me that. Yeah, for you,
2: right? Yeah. yeah
0: so uh, shout out to whoever that was yeah if you're listening yeah if you're listening that was hilarious uh, oh, yes I forgot
1: about that delivery yes yeah. and uh, yeah. if you ever what want, confidence if you ever want to come to a yeah. show <laughs> yeah. if you ever want to come to a show well, with the kitchen builders and Dan and Donato fortunately
0: enough for you we're fucking sold out <laughs> oh well, <laughs> uh, actually that guy remember that guy in Idaho <laughs> Thomas who was talking about Montana's getting defensive sometimes oh yeah uh, I think yeah. that's what he's talking yeah, about yeah
1: that is what the statist the statist I got ideal with uh montana which i'm i'm born and raised montana and i definitely i definitely do that sometimes
0: yeah actually there's a um there's i had i had to notice something the other day driving around in bozeman somebody made a u-turn and kind of cut me off and i'm driving and i did notice that it was california plate and I, i i Got him a horn at him hard, but then so like my 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 question I had to ask myself later to be real was like, would I have honked if it was a Montana plate getting in my way, or would I have let him go? I'm not totally sure. But <laughs> no, it's, you gotta stay self aware sometimes because like I moved there too. It was a while ago, and you know I moved to Montana from Colorado and. I'm sure I was guilty of a lot of the same crap that I get frustrated with people moving there, but we do seem to have an influx of people moving to Montana because they see us on TV now.
1: It is kind of it is kind of yeah. weird. It is yeah. and it's yeah. it's and crazy. It's odd. Yellowstone,
2: it's, yes. Yellowstone,
1: Yellowstone. There's a
0: show everyone on. There's another one. There's one everyone called Basque. Yeah. Another
2: pattern of culture that's interesting to trace is everyone locally within Nashville. Was a little snaky about the show. Nashville. the show, Nashville. Right. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. None oh, of us. We I,
0: haven't I, even seen Yellowstone to be honest. I, I hear it's actually it, a right. good show, but I, I know that the, they get a lot of issues wrong in the in the native. Strictly cultures. based on
1: principle, I refuse to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I maintain integrity in that? Position. Yeah, it's, uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, like yes. our,
0: our sound guy Stefan's fiance, I think like you know, some of her family comes from the Crow Nation, and she. Ex- Talked about how there's some issues in the show Yellowstone that are pretty offensive. Oh yeah, and getting like it wrong. I mean, yeah, I mean, talking weird bit. stuff about maybe like they reference like some guys coming off the reservation and stealing bowls. Oh yeah, and stuff like that, and oh. they just get a they get a lot of well, it's not issues. Like
2: that, probably, that probably happened a couple of times. Well, things yeah, like that happen, but might,
0: you know, you just yeah,
1: there's probably some things that happen,
0: but yeah. It's just you know. There's, I think, there's some maybe some perpetuation of uh, not good, can't do the wrong, just kind of ideal when it comes to people to people. Yeah, for sure. Empathy's culture. a
2: big deal, man. Empathy's the thing. Well, that's
0: yeah. the thing too. Is like I
1: feel like I because I'm definitely guilty of like uh, you know the uh, the statist ideology of like you know because when you grow up somewhere, especially some place that's like you know is rural and you grow up like blue collar and uh, and you don't you know uh you're the place that you grew up in the state in which you grew up in is like it's a very certain way like it, there's a reason that your your parents you know lived there your grandparents moved there or whatever is so right. they could have the this sort of freedom that right. like you know you can go out in the woods and you don't have to encounter anybody if you don't want to or you you know and you can uh if you want to go hunt deer or elk or you know catch fish or whatever you have the freedom to do so. you're right as a
0: montanan um, everyone's entitled to it so it's like when you see
1: when you see more people move into that environment especially people from like more affluent backgrounds and they come in and they buy their second home in big sky or whatever that they only live in for a month out of the year or whatever uh basically all you will be a lot of what you see as a as someone who grew up there and like Live that reality is you you're basically kind of at a certain point it feels like you're watching your state become a little disenfranchised with all these you know people moving there and kind of just getting whatever they want out of your state in whatever you know capacity they expected it to, to be take. To you know like yeah. they they've moved out there expecting to come to the wild west quote unquote and by god that's the experience that they're going to have where whether or not it costs you
0: know it's a take take mindset yeah too. and so it's like, like there's, it's, and they're not they're not bringing the second homeowners and it honestly is a big problem where I grew up in, in Colorado too is it, people yeah, do the same thing there and sure. they buy oh yeah they bought up and they did this in the 90s and they bought up all these places and now all these homes up there sit empty <laughs> and they just destroy the mountains to build these homes that sit empty and I just I, I, I will never understand the second homeowner thing because of that and so what I was getting at,
1: because I am, I am guilty of that, of, of, you know, being a little, you know, fucking snarky when, you know, you see enough license plates from other states or whatever, you know, in your, in your county and, and whatnot. Right. I, you know, I, I did, you know, did grow up kind of having that outlook, but now I think because of. The fact that we travel all the time and right. we tour all the time and we meet people from all over the country that yeah. you like you you know and you get to know really well and you care about and you realize that like people, people. kind of happens everywhere yeah and, it, and it's like people are going to be people and there's you know whether anyone likes it or not there's more and more and more people every day <laughs> every day people every are moving day. everywhere That's and people the are thing moving that's everywhere especially either. since COVID is yeah. like people are trying to get out from
0: the city lifestyle. I mean, look at what in happen. Austin here for instance downtown there's you know hundreds of thousands of displaced homeless people because of the gentrification in the neighborhoods around this city denver is pretty out of control denver way, too, denver too. Was wild. yeah you denver know is they, is denver, particularly bad you austin has been that way yeah. for like a decade here denver's you know it, it's gotten really bad in the last several years and then we're Nashville's
2: just experiencing a wave of that as well it's yeah and i mean anything that will
0: Increasing, I mean, it's these desired locations. It's kind of romanticized locations to live in. Like we were talking about that last, and a little bit about how Colorado, and I, I moved away because like I felt like it. It's a very romanticized location, mm. and it's beautiful, but it's there's a whole like I don't know. There's a there's a weight that comes with going home for me. Sometimes it feels kind of uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. It's hard to explain, and I'm not talking shit on it. It's just like it feels like... It just feels it feels weird sometimes for me because of it just how romanticized by the rest of the nation it's become there. And it's an I'm, odd thing. It is I'm an really odd thing. It's really pumped up, you
2: know? I imagine at, at
1: almost every place has some of that.
2: I sang it to a fellow last night. I, he, was, he was like this young uh, gu- guitar player, and he was talking about wanting to moved to nashville and he was raised in austin and like well, why do you want to leave austin yeah he's like he's like well it's changed so much and it's like hmm. it's like you're taking what naturally happens in the process of, of life and you're taking it personally and it's like, yeah. Oh, i'm guilty yes. of it so much totally. i do this and that's shit. exactly oh, me too. why i keep trying to me talk too. about
0: trying to you got to ask yourself what you really and Thinking, that's where stoicism
2: yeah. is like very fascinating because it's like it's not like everybody doesn't experience that. There's Wait, what like did you say? Sto- stoicism. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right. And Seneca and yes, yeah. Marcus Aurelius. Like yes, right. But it's like to take your suffering like you're never going to suffer, and it's like the way you conquer your suffering is the way you. And it's, it's not it's
0: ignoring like, it. It's not pushing no, suffering you have to away. It. Exactly. It's, it's making you stronger. I always I think about stuff like that, like. um my dad's father just passed away so did mine and oh wow i'm sorry to hear that but you know he he was incredibly sick but he didn't really know it until um, until he pretty much died and so and i think of that and he continued to work and kept it till the day he died he was conscious he kept his affairs in order everything was so he had it all and i just think about that like he had to have been suffering immensely but it just didn't slow him down he was 89 years old and he was still it just that stoicism, you showing know? up for it. Tough yeah, guy. exactly. Yeah, tough yeah, guy. Tough guy. Yeah. Tough that's guy. the
2: thing I think about when you mention like that tribalistic tendency of like where you come from with states and stuff. Totally. Yeah, yeah tribalism. Yeah, tribalism for sure. Yeah, yep. and then like you see people move from other areas that like have different values than you, and like yes. that starts to change your values. Yes. And I, I, yeah, it's and I've weird. come to
1: like appreciate that for sure as we like go and meet people from other parts of the country and like really? and develop these
0: yeah. relationships with people
1: that are completely different. You know, they're like, or they're similar in the way that maybe the music attracted both of us and we have some certain fundamental values. Isn't that, that
2: a weird thing to see? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's straight up strange. But aside from that, they have a completely different background, completely different raising. Yeah. You did not grow up around the same shit that you they did at them, all. They call them
2: sprinkles. I call them jitties.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Dude, yeah. Dude, we have we like... ha, uh we have this like new contingency of uh of uh friends from the south that we met uh that they a lot of them moved to Denver and we met them because they went to so many of our shows in Denver and eventually we're like what's what's your deal why why have you been at the last nine shows <laughs> you know or so you know something like that and uh and now they're like good friends of ours but they're like. I just love hanging out with them so much because right. their everything that they do and say is like completely different from the way that yeah. I grew up. Aside from the fact that my mom's family uh, was from Texas and so it's like kind of the South, but the Texas isn't the same part of like the South as on- Georgia you know Texas is its own country down here Texas is its own country I
2: mean they kind of say it with the flag yeah I mean it was its own country for quite a little while for quite a while
1: but uh so but I really enjoy like hanging out with like those groups of people now that we're like really good friends with that they're like it's just like a completely uh, different, you know, like very
0: refreshing experience.
2: Yeah. I, with my friend, Anthony. Last yeah. night. It's like, I was
0: great talking with him. I really appreciated that.
2: I love sharing those kinds of experiences. Cause it's like, I think it's the thing of like shared values is really the lowest common denominator.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I and
2: mean, It's like mm-hmm. the, 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 the day-to-day micro differences are just interesting. But yeah. Also mushrooms help help with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they help smooth that out for yeah. sure. <laughs> the bridge, yeah. They build a good bridge. <laughs> you yes. can play a show after eating some mushrooms You go talk to everybody. Uh-huh. Like, this is a weird, beautiful reality to be. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, it's a magical thing. Fully. It's that's wonderful. I wanna ask you more about the studio. Because like I remember yeah. when we were down there in New Year's, we were talking about doing the podcast and then I we went to the studio shortly after. We were driving in your car. We went to go get Beer. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Places were shut down. Then we like drove down the main street. and We were like seeing the Lululemon stores pop up. And, like, oh yeah. This is getting weird. Like Boseman's getting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. But then we drove to your studio, which is like very Walden. Yeah. In it's nature. It's like yes. fit, it's an industrial. I mean, the, the next
0: the it's a garage. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a, a it's, garage with a loading dock. It's definitely like a yeah?
1: Yeah, we rent it with uh our friends in uh the Dusty Pockets, um, which is a country band in Bozeman and uh
2: Stellar cover of Steel Dro- of Still Driving they put
1: out. Oh yeah, Still Driving, yeah, yes, they awesome. crushed that. Yeah. Yes. Paul Holocottin yes. Oh
2: awesome. yeah, Dave yeah, Dave, yeah,
1: they, Dave sings the shit out of that.
2: He's a great singer. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, he's a great vocalist. Great singer. Yes, Dave Walter is a great fucking vocalist.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh yeah, we just we actually came along, they had already yeah. owned it. Um pre-COVID or not when it rented it and uh, but it was like a yeah it was like an auto body shop or no it wasn't it was sorry it was a uh, it was a uh, shop for uh, a production company in Bozeman called Jericho that actually our our sound guy stephen and our like guy Frank work for when we're not on tour they work for Jericho and they help produce shows around Montana and previously uh that where our studio is was, was a uh, was like a shop for jericho where they like kept all their lights and, oh. and stuff you know where you okay. where they accessed all their equipment and uh and when they got rid of it uh basically the, yeah the the pockets boys took over that lease and i think they just went in there and they built a bunch of that stuff that's in there all the, the all that like sound paneling yeah. and the cloud and everything and then all those shelves and and they really kind of made it into what it is now. I kind of remember when they first got it when we we like, uh, were like first uh, where we were like t- we were touring and we weren't around very much. But then after, uh, COVID started and we needed a place to go, we started like hanging out there kind of. And then, uh, and then Griff was like, "Yeah, what if we just like split this? You know, split this lease and then." you get we can come in here and we can record all we want and we can come here and write songs every day and it was like super productive it's been
0: crazy how much it's how good it's been for us to have a space like that just a creative space to i mean you can before that we were just kind of practicing at my house or someone else's house and it's hard to dive in it's you know it's like yeah same as having an office yes yeah you can remove from your very Japanese things like room. yeah, you
2: know, the energies of a room, and the intentions of a space, really like create your 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 uh, fence, if you will. Yes, yeah. and it's like you know everything has a frame. It's like very interesting. Like uh, a TV is a shape. Yeah, and then within the shape, which is order, there's always a new beautiful version of chaos that exists within it. Right. Like right, so now we Bob Ross. right now it's Bob Ross. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like well, a room is a form. Yep. And it's like, well, what we do in rooms subconsciously affects the way we behave in those rooms and then consciously affects it. So it's like, if it's just for creation, you know, you don't have to worry about it being organized because it's somebody's house. You can take that fucking patch cable, rip it out, throw a new whammy on. Yeah. Like, just get messy and go in. And uh-huh. Time is more fluid in a creative space. Yes. Like, I really, I, I love that. I yeah, that's
1: that's uh, why, what I really noticed in that studio is that there's not really any windows. So sometimes Time. you just go in there and like, And but it's like it's like entering a fucking casino in Vegas and you like (laughs) like by the time you leave you're like oh wow it's 9pm and I've been here for 12 hours you know and it's like I feel like that's like really helpful for that space at least for like us getting getting shit done and like being able to to dive in you know
2: do you go there every day I go there there a lot of days
1: when we're at home mostly because same thing as you were saying with the uh, the that Japanese belief of like the intention of a room. When I was like in college, I couldn't ever go. I couldn't ever do homework at home, like ever. It's work. And it, and like the, by the time I get home, I'm like, fuck this, dude. I'm not doing this shit. Like I'm, you know, I'm home. I'm not doing it. And I would have to like get up and go to the library yeah. on campus, even though it's like a pain in the ass. And you drive out of the way, and you're wasting time driving there. Yeah, and you're like you know wasting time going to the coffee shop on the way there to get coffee instead i could just be sitting in my room drinking coffee out of my own coffee maker but instead i'm like going to this place with like this intention of like i'm not leaving here until i get this shit done so yes that will make me do it yes that will make me do it to what you know a certain degree and uh i feel like that the studio is like the same way at least for me What's that? You write songs there? I don't do a lot of writing there, could, mainly because, at least, I don't I don't know if it, Max does, I think. He so does. Max I,
0: I do don't it. at all. Is there a
2: all. process that you guys have, like, through all this time together? Like, because uh, well, you all write songs. Yeah. I mean, you all write songs. Torrin sings all, all my sing.
0: songs, pretty much. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not a confident vocalist. Uh, so I, I generally, when I write something, Torrin's the first one I send it to. And because he ends up singing most of mine in the first place, and I'll usually send you like the first verse and chorus of something I got an idea from, and yeah, kind of gauge his excitement on whether or not I. And we like, and we're like, we didn't, we didn't even used to do that really. No, I think because of COVID
1: is like we became like a lot more cohesive with a lot of our shit, which I think we kind of like got over this like hump as a band of like when you show someone a song that you're working on, it's like. I feel like the natural, at least for a lot of people, the natural, like, tendency is to, like, create something and then just hate it. Like, to create something and be like, oh, it's fucking stupid. I don't know why. I don't know why it's like that. Because
2: you're attaching yourself to it.
1: Yeah. But when you're, COVID, like, you know, forced us to be like, all right, we're going to do a lot of stuff. We're going to create a lot of stuff. And we need to, like, allow your head to get out of the way of your ass, basically, when you're writing this song, you know and it's not a very a, montana way to put it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well it's like the george clinton the george clinton thing like free your mind and your ass will follow basically Whoa. you know I uh that's a new one yeah and it's like basically. i feel like it's a it's allowing yourself to get out of your own way when creating it so like now it's like now that we did that and like did a lot of a lot more cohesive sort of writing and stuff now we don't really have a problem or like it's not a big deal to like send yeah the band like a clip of like, hey, this was just in my brain and it's like 30 seconds of a song and I don't even know if it's good or not. But like, I just want to hear somebody's feedback and I just want to see if this is worth pursuing and sort of be able to like bounce ideas off of each other. So
2: much trust is involved.
1: Yeah. And like, and there's a lot, and a lot more of like, yeah, just like I want to hear what you have to
0: say. Yeah. And I think oftentimes I'll find that what I don't like about a song, somebody else doesn't really notice. Or, and then you gotta look inside and say, what do you like about it? Is that something that you maybe don't like about your songwriting style? Or maybe you don't like about your own personality on an even deeper level. But I think that like, that's pretty much, not liking your own music just comes from those insecurities. And it's hard to get around, you know? And Like you can get stuck in not knowing what to write about and throw everything away after a couple of lines. you toss away great stuff, but it's hard to get past your own mind and realize it sometimes. Tom
2: T. Hall had this idea of like, um, don't create, but just relate. Yeah. And it's like, that it leads into this idea that hit me the other day where it's like, if you, it's like, no less, but see more. Yeah, right. It's just like, see what's happening. Like, Dave Chappelle talked about like, when he was like coming up, he would never have time to like go see a city. Mm-hmm. And now he has like the, this is a thing like luxury of time when you're traveling. Right? Yeah, right. Just to, to see what's going on. Yes. Like, is there a song that's happening here? You know. Is, yeah. Is there is there something that's you know it's like knowing what to write about. That's like the fucking. Base oh man, in my it's space all the time.
0: I happening. seek it out now. I just I have to look for it more. I mean, I feel like at an early at, at a younger point in my life it was a lot easier just to write about heartbreak all the time. Um, I find now into my 30s that I'm like, well, I'm also not in a heartbreak situation, but writing those songs is not where I don't feel like it anymore. And so I'm trying to write more about things that I experienced or even, not even so much me, but I've been writing more songs about people that I, I know basically. It's more about their experiences, and I've got a couple of those. And
2: we were talking about people songs the other day. Yeah,
0: like, <laughs> story songs about people yeah. Our band. band's real
1: big on story songs, actually for yeah. sure.
0: I think we have like I, at least yeah, and more so than a lot of. There's a at least two on the upcoming album on Wiser River. Yeah, yeah. And there's like
1: yeah, I feel like there's a lot of. It ends up being a lot of historical.
0: Yeah, that's another thing we've, we've, we've done songs. that a, a few times. Reference historical events or wrote some songs about that and, um, or you, you know like but definitely had yeah, people's stories like Joe wrote Mirror Maid about his dad's journey to Alaska on a you know, boat he acquired in Seattle yeah um, wow so the Mirror Maid was named after John Muir who was an explorer who uh, what all did he do? he was a naturalist and um, kind of he kind of he, he I would say he's like the godfather of uh, the idea of Preserving great natural wonders in North America.
1: <laughs> My yeah. girlfriend just texted me and said, what are you guys doing? Daniel's band just showed up to where we are. <laughs> Synchronicity. Yeah, where'd it they is. go?
2: To a, Let's say Joe. Tour manager left. Driving the butt fuckers. Capitalize under the like
1: <laughs> To a bar. To a bar. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back.
2: <laughs> then let's hit Jester King, which is a a brewery he wants to go to.
1: Oh, oh, I actually saw that on the way here, I, or one of the drives that I've done in the past day or so. Yeah, you guys are hitting this. hard down here. Yes, we've yeah. kind of been all over.
2: You have the minivan squad. Yes, yes
0: we yeah, do. Yeah, we. Yeah, we'll return them today. Go back to the van life in a week. Right. Yeah.
2: The van life is the right life.
0: It's nice, um, and the way we, you know we've been in the same fifteen passenger van forever. And, uh, you know, maybe someday there'll be a You'll bus in the future. You'll
2: find a by the end of this year.
0: Oh, they're expensive. <laughs> I, I feel <laughs> like, yeah, the, uh, we'll the bandwagon, I feel like
1: is the way to go should, nowadays. Like, it's like, homo- it's like half bus almost. I did you know? one. You did one? I was the ride. Did you like it?
2: it? I think it really, again, it depends on the community that you're with and how you guys can maintain the intention of the space. Right. Yeah. You know, totally. It's like, there has to be a person who has the approach of order and then there needs to be an equal amount of chaos and when you get on either side of the polarity too frequently it starts to become unnatural totally this was like way chaos sided and it just wasn't maintained to everyone so the way the bathrooms worked on there specifically was like either you're 10 out of 10 maintaining the fl- the sewage or you don't do it on there oh yeah totally someone like took a shit in there and they took a piss in there and didn't tell anybody oh
1: uh, yeah yeah
0: that is didn't
2: admit to it and we're like why is the van smell like shit um because you're basically in a, in a 16 it's like a box truck you're in a box <laughs> truck and so like you can't have any like dishes or like any it, you hit a curb and everything falls yeah everything out, so you're waking up a everywhere yeah but the ventilation system and all the bunks was like too close to the sewage or something. Everyone ended up getting oh this God. poisoning because there was mold in the air. It was oh. like it was fucking terrible. <laughs> it, was, it was just an absolute domain of chaos. Like no one was taking care of like their clothes or drinks or yeah, right. Yeah, it was, yeah, not, yeah. Like, the, it
1: was like Lord of the Flies in there. Is what
2: you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, and then there was one. And then there was one. <laughs> you guys have a thing, like you have your community on block, So like you know, I doubt Joe will let anyone get shit to
0: too dirty no well yeah I mm-hmm. think uh, it would be yeah I mean it would be I would imagine our the way we kind of roll like you don't want to fuck around like. well we, we would probably make we it more of a space grown. of rest it's if we could age wise we are yeah. grown men, for yeah.
1: sure but uh, I feel like we're we're just a bunch of just man children wandering about the earth. <laughs> I, it's an
2: integration of both again it's that polarity thing it's like you are born a child and you ever see a baby I like I love babies I just love seeing babies. We were in Walmart the other day printing off these, those NFT, which took so long, it was crazy. There was this baby there the whole time. The baby was so present, just looking at everything, reacting to it, loving it. (laughs) And it's like, you were born that. And so part of you was alive in that. And like embracing music with that, it's like very powerful. Oh yeah. So it's like, you gotta maintain that thing, man, that, that we have fun, you gotta have fun. Totally. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Which you definitely do in our band. Like, what, I feel like you're
2: yeah. always doing new songs, it's real loose Everyone's watching. Yes. Are we hitting it right? Uh huh. Like, Texas Sun last night. Yeah, that like, was fun. Just that was great. The philosophy, like the the intention behind playing that song, never having played it before. It's like that is what it's about. Because you're on this kind of edge of your seat. Can they hit it? It's just like basketball. Yeah. It's just like watching a surf. Yes. Can they? do it yes and they do it and then that's like it's a team it's yes a
0: team. it's like yeah i'd say we it's the same thing. we actually stay pretty on top of uh i'd say on any given tour um there's probably a couple new songs mostly covers every week if we can
2: you've done pretty much a new one every night since we've been on tour
0: yeah <laughs> and we like and a lot of them are ones Is that, that we
2: like, like yeah
1: there? i write the set lists um,
2: did it just evolve that way or was it like hey fuckers <laughs>
0: well, listen up I think it, that was, it, that would come to Jesus of, talk with the band <laughs> a lot of it comes from us having grown up in the, uh, the jam band world and like people talking trash on a band for playing the same songs and I think um so we just but kind of thought we had to play.
2: Thing,
0: like, yeah, it's like you, was that
2: just something like you did?
1: I think it's a lot of it. I I generally am coming up with the ideas, but I think it's like we're all kind of such music nerds in the fact that we like our band the the like takes that everyone has from like their own musical background is like
2: like Max was a fish fucking head. Ex-
1: askew oh, yeah. from a lot know. of a lot of uh, bluegrass at least bluegrass bands that like I know the like you know because like everyone. Almost all your friends are like, you know, love classic country and outlaw country and they love classic bluegrass and newgrass and rock and roll in some capacity and obviously the Grateful Dead and of course folk music and things like that. And then, but like, I feel like our band is like so left field about so much of our shit that like Joe's favorite band, the bass player's favorite band in the bluegrass band is Pretty Light's. And, like... Is really? Oh, yes. Yes. There, I yeah. have never been so harassed in my life as walking through a Pretty Lights show with Joe Funk. Literally, it took us took us 20 minutes to go from the back of the crowd to the front of the crowd because almost every single person in this, like, arena knew Joe
0: Funk.
2: <laughs> he's such a legend. I
1: yes. no, dude. And I'd never seen that part of his life. I had no idea this um, existed in any capacity. He's such a legend. <laughs> yeah. And we're, like, walking through and everyone's like, Joe what are you doing here? And I was like, how the fuck do you all know Joe? Ah, and they're like, Joe arranged the shuttle for me on the last Pretty lights. Yeah, he got me to my campsite.
0: And I was <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's such a legend. Yeah, yeah. He drove the shuttle, I think. Yeah, he like Probably Joe, drove it. He, it. he probably drove organized
1: it. it. Yeah, no one Joe... No one No The fucking... Joe loves to drive. Alaskan. Well, he knows... Yeah, his he, oh, Joe's he, Alaskan. Yes.
0: He's from Juneau. Yes,
1: he's a... a Joe, exi- Joe exists on a very primal level in many ways, I feel like, because he is from Alaska. That's
0: a He gives the all-meat diet a try. Yeah, yes. The so Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan all meat
1: diet. Jeff Rogan's favorite Jeff, Jeff Rogan. You know, Jeff Rogan. I mean. I'm gonna start just slipping I, that into casual I, conversations you. I, I, <laughs> so
0: I had a wrong
2: uh, <laughs> and not giving a fuck. Yeah, yeah you no know, like the, the, the all meat
0: the all meat thing can sound great I had my actual primary care physician I was having trouble sleeping last year, and he suggested he was like, "You're a hunter," and I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Try eating all elk and only elk for one month." I didn't do it because it sounds it sounded rough, but he thought he said that could like rebuild your gut biome, reset all that stuff. Because when I was having trouble sleeping, I had an antibiotic course for a while, um, and my gut biome was destroyed. And it was one of those circumstances where the treatment was like worse than the issue.
2: Throws you out of harmony.
0: It was, yeah oh man for almost a year I,
2: holy shit
0: yeah a I, long time. I had my wisdom teeth removed they so i had my tops ones removed when i was like 19 and i didn't have bottom ones they like showed up five years ago and uh, i had to have those taken out but they were already impacted and i ended up like getting an infection went to the hospital it was a disaster and uh, i had to be on these antibiotics for like a month and yeah i couldn't recover my gut biome from it and the doctor suggested only eating meat and specifically elk but some just a lean protein i think was the idea
2: yeah it was like probiotics too
0: yeah and he recommended that and i i didn't i didn't go for it just because i just the idea it seems i mean no one it doesn't sound appetizing right to just only eat meat i don't know i kind of like it i I mean i'm a meat eater but yeah it sounds i think
1: it would be hard i joe does it like with ease I've noticed. Sure, like, he, I think if you're or right. Joe Funk, or Joe Funk, to, yeah, he does it. Like, he, he's done it. On, he did it on this last fall tour for like to a, do
2: it without a lot like of like money. Seems to really hard.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like yeah. that's, a a, that's why it Obviously, helps helps yeah. to
0: have a freezer full of something.
1: Yeah, but uh,
0: meat's expensive.
1: Road. Yeah, he did it on the road, God, which like seems impossible. Yeah, yeah, he brought
0: a like, barbecue. He brought a grill with him. Yeah, meet up with farmers and different places that we he'd connect with.
1: I have this video of him. uh grilling outside he's like on the sidewalk outside boston uh, Boston, outside this (laughs) downtown uh, big music hall that we played in boston uh and he's like grilling like sitting on the side he's sitting on the curb next to the trailer just grilling this massive steak it's like gigantic (laughs) it barely fits on this mini grill that he got and like like and and i'm videoing him doing this and he like he like lifts he, like, looks at me and he, like, lifts the grill with, like, the confidence that, like, exhibit lifts the hood of a Lamborghini <laughs> on a Hit My Ride. Like, just, like fucking flexing and as I'm doing this another la- lady walking by sees him doing it and starts videoing Joe
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah selfies
1: like this yeah yeah she's
0: like my man here is she like gonna he's gonna give me a bite yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: this thing was
0: a yeah, manhole like,
1: yeah she like did it like she like hopped in yeah. the video it was oh, it was so funny Wow. yeah so yeah Legend, so, so Joe just like maintains this uh wow. this like what a yeah. philosophy Yes. Yes. Admirable man. Yes, adm- admirable for sure. I'm wow. jealous. If anything, that's. Will- I mean, will- I think the theory—the yeah. theory
0: behind yeah, the not eating vegetables is that vegetables have defense mechanisms to not be eaten, where fruits don't. So you can Mod eat fruits. fruits. Yeah, before you can shows. eat fruits. You can eat meat. Um, but it's you know like I guess like the idea is this whole going the paleo thing. You know, they weren't just before people were farming, so yeah we're growing broccoli we're finding broccoli that's a genetically created organism you know you know it's only corn and all that
2: it's like three it's either three minutes or three seconds to midnight is if you were to have an entire day's worth of time be like parallel with how long the either the world or
0: the universe has existed right humans just in general three
2: minutes or three seconds
0: yep you know what i just saw today is that they think the earth's core is now cooling faster than we anticipated i don't know what that means for it but
2: she sounds more
0: scary yeah they're just yeah like, right? I think, everything i see is like it doesn't seem like things are about to Dude, close up why, on
1: us that's why i love that fucking brent cobb song with this the opening line they say the world is ending again when he's that just the just the pause and again after that I'm like that is fucking genius that is like everyone says the world is ending there's like people have been you know predicting the end of the world since the world fucking started since people started realizing they were on the world yeah you know
2: well that's the thing that's and that's where that's I feel like subconsciously we can't help but be attracted to it because on the very like foundational level of our existence we know that it is, it is mortal and that it's
0: finite ultimately yeah
1: that it's a it is it will be a linear
0: existence right yes I mean there's been right. yeah there's this will our species will at one point definitely become extinct we know this yes 100% so that's why
2: anything that comes from that is I, I don't country. know about you guys
0: or
1: if this is just me but like I feel like a lot of people during the course of COVID whatever the Thing about like the year of the plague brought on in human consciousness but I feel like a lot of people sort of started to realize their own mortality mm-hmm. where like before that it was like there's so many distractions in the world that like you don't have you don't ever unless you're sick or you know going through uh, some sort of problem with your health or whatever like you don't really necessarily think about the fact that you are going to die like all the time like you, you could die at any moment any given day and like, but that's like the nat- the natural way of the human brain is to avoid that and push that back at all costs Right. because there's no way you can't exist, you can't get anything done with that just like, anchoring itself in your no, mind. Yes, oh you know? it has to integrated. But like the fact the the fact that COVID came about and it's, like, and people are you know dying on a global scale and and like and everyone's sitting in their fucking house and they're just sitting there and they're watching this diff- the various screens whether they're in your hand or on the wall about you know the world possibly ending and I feel like that's like a lot of people like had that like stark realization of like oh I could die right and like never really thought about that before
2: right
0: and what does it do does it make right. you afraid or does it make you live better
1: yeah does it make you both. live in better yeah yeah I
0: mean do you live better out of a motivation of fear <laughs> yeah. I don't, that's the thing do, I like, do you, like is, is, there, is there I think there is a fundamental importance of fear in um, our existence and our our ability to thrive as a species, you know, like self preservation. Yeah, fear fear gets bad bad rep. <laughs> fear gets <a> bad <laughs> rep.
1: We need to incorporate more fear. That's Jeff, not what I'm saying, but Jeff you know Rogan. If you're listening,
2: um, it's but <laughs> I think All that But I think more scared.
0: It's how it's got to be. It's how our brains have evolved. That's how we. Well,
2: that's why. That's why get,
0: we knew not to get a, attacked by the lion.
2: Exactly. So when people say like they're
0: stop living in fear it's like well it keeps you safe you know yeah Yeah.
2: you're wired to be anxious like
0: oh yeah we are a predator but we are also a prey it's really the only species on earth i was getting
2: coffee this morning and the person i was with was like she she was like um all these there's a lot of crows around Mm -hmm. and um she's like i hate i hate uh, those crows they're
0: interesting to watch they're very smart
2: (laughs) right and then they are yeah and like through their like consistency of intelligence and like their their presence in our culture, the symbolism that they have provided to us over time is staggering. But then there's also this evolutionary reality where it's like a lot of things in the black night that were probably black snakes and black lions and black birds came and ate the fuck out of us. Oh yeah, and we were for sure. In trees. Look at you a know, raven. Who? A
0: raven is a symbol of death.
2: Like vultures. Sure.
0: It's yes. absolutely another. Like that's the way I think in Montana. There's a lot of people who connect heavily with ravens. Like our friend Matt named his whole album after it, you know, and just, but yeah, they're an absolutely symbol of death and um
2: even when we're getting coffee, we just it manifests into oh, I don't like that. But like the millions of years that went into that statement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just like
2: that to me is just so It's infinite, like the wolf. Remarkable. Wolves the dire wolf and then it's poetic. Don't attack
0: people. They hardly ever have ever attacked people, but they do take our food. And that's why they're that's demonized cool. initially, you know, and they're still demonized heavily.
2: You've arrived at the idea that you should, uh, with fear and living, maybe you just have to sing about it Yeah, yeah. Play it and play with it. Yeah.
0: I know. Well, it's, I mean, it goes back to stoicism. It. It's about embracing it and using it to grow. Yeah. I had
2: this idea the other day where it's like, they, they, in a way of looking at it in like this mindest way is to not say that you're 29. Yeah. be like, oh, you're not 29 years old, but you're 29 years lived.
1: Lived. Oh.
2: And then there's like. Oh, there you are. Is that what they're there. He's out behind Oh yeah. <laughs> that's a it's a good way to look at it. About to be 27. It's like 27. You're about to be
1: 27. Yeah. Nice. I thought you were 25 for some reason. Hmm. I don't know where I
0: got that from, but. It's
1: probably a bio or
2: something. Yeah, like maybe David.
0: that might have been what it was. Yeah, yeah it might have been an old bio. <laughs> Those are. It's funny how those never disappear, right? Weird. <laughs> they never go away. Maybe Our you current the photo bio? on the Northwest Green Summit Festival website is from like eight years ago. Really? Yeah, it's got bottler in it still. Oh, yeah. We should hit them up about that.
1: would <laughs> <laughs> be like, hey, you guys should get a better promo for us.
2: <laughs> this was fun. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, Dude, yeah of course. Blast.
1: Thanks for having us. Yeah. I'm going to uh, miss you guys on tour.
2: Ma'am. Me too. Yeah.
1: Yes, but I heard there's a uh, potential that we might be doing some stuff together in the future and. Yeah, I heard agents. Yes, very yes. much That'd be awesome. Hell yeah! That, yeah, if we can do that, but yeah, it's been a fucking blast with all you guys yeah. the past couple weeks. It's yeah, been super fun. Seven shows. Yes. Yeah, not counting the New Year's, not counting oh, yeah. the New Year's kickoff. Not Eleven shows. I feel like that. Shows. That was great, people. I feel like all the all of the people we know in Montana are like. They're like, if we, if we fucking see Daniel out and about again, we're definitely going to see him. I think we're hitting
2: shows.
1: Pine Creek. Nice. Fuck yeah. Are you? Yeah. Uh, this summer?
2: I think this summer. You gotta Gosh, come you stay, know.
1: dude. I live like 10 miles from Pine Creek.
2: Man, I, Swain and I were talking about that. I was like, yeah. I'd like to come out and just write some songs and chill. Dude, yes. A That's for a, for a, a spot
1: for it. The paradise Valley is like, yeah, the entrance to Yellowstone. The Yellowstone River flows you right through there. Valley. Yeah, well basically I live in I live in Livingston, but that's like at the end of Paradise Valley, basically. All right. And that's where Pine Creek is. Pine Creek's like ten minutes into Paradise Valley from Livingston. Yeah.
2: Brilliant.
0: Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, it's yeah. really awesome Yeah. With Pine any Creek. luck, we'll have a less smoky summer too. We'll see. Yeah. That's terrible. That was yeah, a little less
1: fire. Day. Yeah, there were a lot of fires last year. I'm it, was year. Oh it was a dry year. Oh my god. It's a dry year.
0: West fire. is burning up. It's not
2: deliberate
0: uh-huh wow. I actually yeah we, I wrote on the album we got coming out I got a sign in there about yeah the Corey Wong album yep.
2: yes Yeah. Oh, we. Yeah.
1: yeah we recorded an album uh, with Corey Wong producing uh, during COVID that's where a lot of those songs came went to that uh, we worked on so much in the studio uh, like half of them uh, and yeah that, the new album is called Wise River and it'll be out on April 29th yes beautiful yes beautiful very stoked. Are you
2: printing out yourself? Uh, like, do you have a label?
1: I don't think we have a label. Do we have a label? Mm, I don't think so. That means we don't. Yeah. <laughs> what time do we go on tonight? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, Drew Emmett, I, I was hanging out with Leftover Salmon this last summer uh, at Pine Creek. And uh, these people came up and they started asking me questions um, about, because I just sat in with Salmon, but I like, you know, Our band wasn't on tour or anything at the time i was just hanging out and then they started asking drew questions and then and then drew's like he was like where were you last night and i was like what and he's drew's like he's like that's my favorite he's like he's like that my favorite question that people ask me is where were you last night when you're on tour and you're like and drew just goes uh yeah right I don't know he's like there was <laughs> right there was music there was uh, there was definitely beer there was there was uh, there was drugs being taken um, late nights and there were people there asking questions <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was wow. like, "Wow!" I was like, "That is great." I was like, "Also, I'm never asking you ever again when I see you on tour." Where were you guys last night? <laughs> <laughs> what a brilliant, yeah, humbling
2: answer. Yeah. People like, playing the, I've realized that touring and playing shows is, is asking a question. I feel yes. like I'm very much asking something.
1: Oh yeah, like for I'm, sure. I'm
2: seeking an answer to something, but it's like hard to ver- like verbalize the question. So it's like it's just through intention. I feel like everyone who comes. In, like, this music is, like, a very specific thing. Like, they're yeah. asking a question, too, about uh-huh. existence and life.
1: Yes, for sure.
2: Well, Last Night was fucking awesome. Brilliant show. That was yeah. so much fun. Cool. I yes. look forward to the album.
1: Dude, yeah. Same. I'm was- very excited yeah, about it. It's good yeah. to be getting it out. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Thank you, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks for
2: having us. Simply go out and check out Wise River. It is available on all streaming platforms now. This is one of my favorite bands, and they will soon be one of your favorite bands if they are not already. They will go down as one of the great American bluegrass ensembles of originally composed music, extravagant live shows, and a prolific touring career. They're just phenomenal humans, and I just wish the universe for them. Truly, they are friends until the end of no space and time. Thank you for listening to the Lost Highway Podcast. This is the podcast of all things Cosmic Country, brought to you by Osiris Media. Because this road needs a place to go. Come out and see Cosmic Country at Bonnaroo Peach Fest or one of the 140 shows that we are playing this year. We have new music coming out, new videos coming out all the time. I appreciate you guys just in the most sincere way, truly. Keep this one with you, which is life is very short and anxious for those who forget the past, neglect the present, and fear the future. As Ram Dass might say, be here now. As Terrence McKenna might say, let go or be dragged. And as I'm saying, just stay patient, persistent, positive, and use the present that is the present moment to keep it cosmic. Love you guys, and I'll see you all down the road. Osiris.